Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Playboy magazine. Final nude issue, after 60-odd years. And uh, Pamela Anderson's going to be on the cover. I think it's her 13th time for being on the cover. I saw the name of the uh, the centerfold earlier today. I was looking at the stories about this being the last centerfold issue, and I, I, I can't find her name. Anyway, um, they're looking for it in the studio. And uh, so a major change for this magazine and this empire that had a lot to do in creating momentum and change in pop culture and uh, in the way people, well, just, I guess, lived life. Uh, that's not an overstatement. When uh, when Playboy first delivered a nude centerfold, was it Marilyn Monroe? Was she the first? There was um, there was it was scandalous and it's remained scandalous for many people even today. But times have changed and the magazine is changing. And joining me is Murray Pomerantz, professor of sociology at Ryerson University and pop culture expert, the author of what has been described by movie experts as the definitive books on film. Uh, but his latest book is The Economist, a novel. Murray's into novels. I'm looking forward to reading it. How are you, Mr. Pomerantz? Hello, Roy. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good, good. What do you make of this uh, this decision by Playboy magazine to really um, end what has been, no pun intended, the staple of their existence? Yeah, uh, that's good, Roy. Thank you. I, thank I, you. I worked on that one. I Good, good. I remember all through the 1960s, uh, waiting with great anxiety and eagerness every month for the next issue to come out so I could read the interview. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, there was a huge audience uh, who went public essentially talking about how the reason they read Playboy was for the interviews, because Playboy would always publish an extended interview, very, very long, and usually with a major figure in literature or cultural analysis. And often uh, these interviews were scathingly intelligent and very probing, way beyond what you would find generally in the... Um, yeah, they were brilliant. You know, in the they were just around. very brilliantly done. Yeah, and then, of course, the interviews would be uh, spiked through with images of naked girls. So here you had... You there, Murray? Have we lost Murray? Uh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Murray. Sorry, I Sorry. what happens. My ear hit a button. Um, what you had, a, you had a way for the... Um, intelligentsia to look at dirty pictures or smutty pictures, but also, you know, read high-class intelligence at the same time. Now, it was an interesting problem for, for Hefner because he he took a territory, um, the sexuality of the body, and he brought it out of the shadows and into the popular culture in a way, you know? Playboy, Playboy made it possible to just openly gloat about um, bodily shapes and body, body contours. And, and he did it at a time when North America is watching Leave it to Beaver and Father Knows Best and these shows. So it was revolutionary what he did. Talk about closeted. There's never been more closeted television than uh, Father Knows Best, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, but that was mainstream television. Squeaky clean, my gosh. I mean, you watch them today. People watch them today as a source of open comedy, but they weren't intended as such at all in the 1950s. They were... They were meant to be straight pictures. So, so Hefner essentially was saying, what if we just cut behind all this and get into the reality of what these people are really doing? So, you know, that was kind of interesting in a way. But, of course, 
and you got to say this, it was um, male-dominated and heterosexist, heterosexist in the sense of, you know, denying homosexuality and affirming heterosexuality in such an incredible degree that, that it's now become totally passe. You couldn't possibly actually engage a wide audience this way now uh, for both political and, and emotional reasons. I mean, politically, it's it's been debunked. This kind of stuff has been debunked by by three and a half feminist movements. And um, emotionally, there's far too big a gay audience to be to be caught up by the thrills of seeing Marilyn Monroe naked in the middle of Playboy. But you're still going to have. I mean, you can target everybody. Targets an audience, regardless of what media you're involved in, whether it's radio, know, television, sure, sure, or print. You target your audience. He wanted to target a very big audience. Yeah. All I'm trying to say is that in the 60s and 70s, that audience was bigger than it could be today. I think what you're seeing now, maybe, is a kind of rebranding of a corporate logo. He's, he doesn't want to give up the uh, enterprise and sees no reason why he should if he can repackage the product completely. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a different time, isn't it, for magazines it's a, it's a, and any publication. Everything's changing for them. By the way, it's Christy Garrett who's going to be the... Uh, Going to be the uh, the last centerfold, and Marilyn Monroe was the first in 1953, Murray. Yeah, 53. A 53. Year. I mean, because she had, you know, she, you know, I guess I'm guessing the reason for that she had made Niagara that year for Henry Hathaway, uh, where she's the very sexy um, kind of siren, lure, you know, luring people to fate around Niagara Falls. It was a very exciting film. Quite still is to watch if you like Niagara Falls. So that came out in 53. So what was it somebody said? Niagara Falls is only the second biggest disappointment of your honeymoon? Oh, I, I come from the area, and as a child, I was terrified by the falls. To me, it's no second big. It's a major <laughs> event. So, you know, the film was a major event. I'm just thinking maybe what they were doing was publicizing her in the film yeah. by putting this out around the, the same time. Um, I'm curious to know something from you, though. Um, this whole business of going online with text... You know, do, do you, are you swung over to reading from Kindle rather than buying books in the book? No, 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 no. I, I like to, and I read mostly news stories because that's that's what drives me. Yeah. But when I have when I'm on vacation, I'll go out and buy a physical book because I like to hold the book and read it. Yeah, and so similarly, I. if I buy Playboy magazine or if I buy Time magazine or I buy McLean's or I buy any of them, yeah, I the want hand. the actual magazine in my hand. Fingers are touching the page. Your fingers are turning the page. So you see, you and I are not really the audience. He's now. He's now right. wanting to. And we have 15 seconds. Wrap it up for me, Murray. Well, I think he's looking for a younger audience. That's really interesting. For an 89-year-old guy, yeah, it's pretty no, sharp. Yeah, he's looking to catch the 20-year-olds because that's what's going to happen now. Yeah, yeah. He'll make and, money from them. And I bet you he will. Yeah. I bet you he will. Thank you, Murray. Thank you, Roy. Murray Pomerantz, The Economist, is his uh, latest. It's a novel. He also has written some of the great film books, like Johnny Depp Starts Here. Back in a minute. 